everyone in the room slowly locked eyes and almost simultaneously started running for the stairs. The girl on the other side of the planchette started to look beyond and above my shoulder with wide eyes. I felt angry, white, hot daggers on my back. Hello there, and welcome to Your Ghost Stories podcast. It's a real honor to let you know that together, we've just hit a brand new milestone for the show. As well as exceeding 25,000 downloads, we've just tipped over 500 followers on Spotify and are about to hit 300 followers on Apple. Wherever you listen to this podcast, Spotify, Apple, Amazon, so on, if you could do me a huge favor and simply hit the follow button, It helps this small show grow more than you may think. So if you've ever enjoyed an episode, it would really mean so, so much. Growing this show to a larger audience would allow me to continue to expand the production, put in more time, more money, and secure awesome guests for your listening pleasure. Your Ghost Stories is fully independent and funded, hosted, and produced entirely by myself. So any free support that you can offer to keep this show growing would be a huge help and very, very much appreciated. To each and every single person that has supported the show so far by hitting follow or leaving a kind review, I'd like to say a massive thank you from the bottom of my heart. You guys are the reason I continue to put in the late nights to make this show happen. And let me tell you, With a one-year-old daughter, it's not always easy to be consistent with weekly episodes, which I'm sure most of you with kids can relate. I'm mega passionate about sharing these fascinating true ghost stories with you and getting these great guests on board. And I'm excited to let you know that I have just secured a handful of really great guests for the next few episodes. Before I begin to conduct those interviews this coming week, I'd just like to share a few short stories that were submitted to me over on Reddit. So I asked, what was the one thing that happened to you to confirm your belief in the paranormal? And I'm about to dive into those answers with you. Your ghost stories. Your ghost stories. First up, this one's from user Fake Fakington. I don't know if I believe in the paranormal, but there was one experience I had as a child that I could not explain. Aside from it possibly being a hallucination or dream. When I was seven, my bedroom was on the second floor and had a window facing the front of the house and hence also the street. This window had a kind of ledge in front of it so that I could sit on it and see out the window when I wanted to. One night, very late, I awoke for no discernible reason and could not get back to sleep. So for whatever reason, I decided to go and sit on the front of the previously mentioned window and just gaze out of it. There was a nearby streetlight 
which illuminated a bit on the street to the right of where I was facing. Aside from that, I couldn't see anything other than porch lights and what they revealed from homes across the street. In the bit of area that I could see in the street, a person strolled into view. It looked like a tall man to me. They were dressed in a long coat, definitely rain boots, and what kind of looked like a fisherman's hat. Only all of his attire appeared to be black, though it was impossible to tell the exact colour, given how dark it was and the way the old streetlights cast that weird yellowish colour that can distort things. He stopped in the light and looked around at all of the houses, including mine, though he didn't appear to see me. Besides, given there was no light in my room, I should have essentially been invisible to anyone outside anyway. I noticed he had something long in his hand. I thought it was a cane at first, but then he held it up and opened it, revealing it to be an umbrella. A sudden and extremely strong gust of wind came, strong enough to evoke a wail as it blew past my house, which was rare, the wailing, that is. And I swear, the man I was watching flew straight up into the air and out of sight. I can't even say that I was stunned. It was so random and impossible that I just sat there perplexed for probably 30 seconds, then considered waking up my brother to tell him about it. But my brother was a bit of a bully at the time, and I thought he might merely scold me and ridicule me, so I figured I'd just go back to sleep, which I did. I've obviously thought about it many, many times since that night. The best I can come up with was that I never actually woke up. I was merely dreaming an extremely vivid dream the entire time. Because people outside of Mary Poppins do not fly around on umbrellas. But man, I tell you, it seemed very real. Next up, we have a story from Acceptable Term. When I was around 10, my neighbor's granddaughter, who was around my age, was staying with them over the summer break. We played a lot together, especially because our backyards were only separated by small bushes. One day, while my parents were out, I was playing at the neighbor's house. We decided we wanted to run and grab a few things to play dress up from my room and were told we could. We went towards my room and immediately realized the light that we both remember turning off before leaving was on, as well as my TV. We walked in to see a crease on the bed, as if someone was sitting there. My TV was flipping channels as if somebody was channel surfing for something to watch. We looked at each other and screamed. Suddenly, the TV turned off. The crease in the bed disappeared. The light turned off. And we heard footsteps run up the stairs. 
we ran. That was the first of many encounters with the ghost I called Granny. The family who owned the house before us took care of their grandma until she passed of natural causes. When she could no longer walk up the stairs, she moved into what was then my bedroom. She passed peacefully in her sleep. She popped in from time to time. I later found a small box in the attic that had been hers. It had small knickknacks and pictures in it. My dad got it back to the family, and I stopped seeing her after that. Next up, we have a story from Common Sandwich. I grew up in an old mill house. We knew something was there. We would hear walking and the odd noise. Always felt like you were being watched intensely, especially from behind. Very unnerving. One day, my mum was calling out for me. I was at the end of the hall in my room. I came out into the hallway. By this time, she was almost at my door. So we met in the hall right outside my bedroom door. And before either of us could say anything, we heard a man, clear as day, say, What? I nearly peed myself. Mum's eyes bugged me out. I asked if she heard it. She said, Yes. I asked, What did you hear? She confirmed. She heard a man saying, What? That was the moment that confirmed it all. The voice we heard was right beside us in the hall. It was like there was a third person there, right next to us. We just couldn't see him. Next up was a comment from Bettina Van Sice. I found this one very interesting. It's more of just a sentence, but along with the sentence came a bit of dialogue between a few users. I'd just like to share that with you because personally I'd never heard about this and I'm sure some of you have because it seems to be very popular. So the sentence says, Hat man, in my room, I was 14 and awake. Then somebody else commented, Same, did he speak? Then she replied, No, he was silent. My whole body felt like it was being shocked. Like when you accidentally touch a light bulb socket. I sat up and looked at him. He jumped away from the wall he was leaning on, turned and flew out of my window. I never told a soul, mostly because he had a hat on, which I thought was absurd. Ten years later, I heard Carney Wilson describe her story with a hat man, and I literally jumped off the sofa and excitedly told my husband the story. Then came to the internet, and I was amazed. Hat man is a known phenomenon. The reply under that said, When I saw him in 2007, I looked everywhere for a reference on him and didn't come across any 
till 2012. It was Heidi Hollis who wrote a book about the Hatman occurrences. Then the original poster said, So the people who said the internet is causing these Hatman sightings are off base. To which the other person replied, I hadn't heard of that theory. I did look and couldn't find anything. And then the original poster said, It's not a popular opinion. I have seen it in various comment sections that it's a mass hallucination that people have read about the hat man online and then get influenced into seeing him. It frustrates me when I hear that, but it's not the prevailing option, so it shouldn't bother me. And then finally, the other person replied saying, Well, for the record, I'd never seen or heard of the hat man prior to this encounter and I believe mine was very different from others I'd read about since. I'd just bought a farm with my best friend outside of Sycamus, BC. It was July 2007, somewhere around midday. I decided to have a bath. Our property had two homes on it. I lived alone in one, and my best friend lived in the other about 200 foot away. Our farm was also situated in a valley it didn't get cell service or radio. This is very important to the story. There I was, sitting in the bath, reading a book, when I realised there was music playing. It was classical. This was odd because I'd not yet hooked up my TV, and as I mentioned, we didn't get radio or cell in the valley. I decided to get out of the tub and see if I could track down where the sound was coming from. I walked through the house and everything was off, but the music was still playing. I decided to heck with it. It wasn't hurting me and I like classical music, so I went back to the bath, got in the tub and picked up my book. A few minutes in, I felt like someone was watching me. I looked up and in the corner of my bathroom, but not bending the way a shadow should be on a wall, was a black entity. He was wearing a long trench coat and a top hat. I could feel a distinctly male gaze looking at me. Then I'm embarrassed to say I heard a voice say, I prefer blondes. I realize that sounds like a joke but that is what it said. As ridiculous as it is, I was actually more offended than scared, although it's not like I wanted this thing to like me. At no point was I fearful, even though this entity was very clear and had spoken. I made the decision to pick up my book and continue to read, ignoring it. I read for approximately 10 minutes, being careful not to look up, when I finally did, the shadow Hatman was gone. For a while after that, I scoured the internet looking for any references to a shadow Hatman or any variation to those three words. I didn't find a thing. For the record, I don't do drugs or drink beyond a social drink with friends. I have no history of mental illness. I'm not on any medication. It was definitely not sleep paralysis, 
as I got up to track the sound of the music and had gotten back in the tub. An interesting side, my best friend whom I bought the farm with is blonde. One time, she spent the night at my house. She woke the next morning to tell me that something had been intimate with her while she slept over. She was freaked out and insistent that something had happened. I'm a brunette and I guess I should be thankful for that fact. I'm not sure if what happened to her was connected, but it did state, I prefer blondes. Next is a story from Artemis Fawn. My Ouija board experience almost ruined a party. I'll set the scene. House party, drunk kids, all in the middle of nowhere, cornered in the deep woods at the dead of night. As the night's winding down, the spiritual and or ghoulish folks thought it'd be a good idea to crack into the Ouija board. Myself having the liquid courage and interest in the occult decided this would be a good time to use a Ouija board for my first time. Only one other girl and I were brave enough to try. We all drunkenly shuffled into the basement to retrieve the board, set up a circle and dimmed the lights. When not getting a response at first, we politely closed it and tried again. The spirit we started communicating with the second time felt upset, almost violent and disturbed. The answers started getting weirder and weirder. It all came to a head when a shuffling followed by a crash in the back corner of the room echoed. An area in which no one was in. Every individual in that house was accounted for. Everyone in the room slowly locked eyes and almost simultaneously started running for the stairs. The girl on the other side of the planchette started to look beyond and above my shoulder with wide eyes. I felt angry, white, hot daggers on my back. I didn't want to know what she saw until we successfully closed the session. The board had resistance when we were trying to close it, which left me unsettled. Still feeling these daggers piercing my back, finally closing the board, we just sat with ourselves for a moment. With just her and I left in this big, empty, dark basement, we tried to bring in light energy. My friend started talking about her past grandmother on her maternal side whom she had had a beautiful relationship with. I surprised myself and her by describing her late grandmother. Never have I met or seen this woman, living or dead. Not even seen a singular picture, but somehow I knew exactly what she looked like, down to her favourite hairstyle and iconic pattern slippers. I've not had many, if any, experiences regarding mediumship or communication with the dead. I truly felt like her grandmother had come to help us close this board. Without her, I'm not sure what would have happened. Safe to say, 
I learnt my lesson and have never touched a board since. Next up is a heartwarming story from Waste Grocery. Don't know if it is paranormal, but years ago, when my father died, I had a dream, a few days later, of my dad. We were in my childhood home, and my dad was sitting in his usual chair. In my dream, I was so happy to see him, and he was laughing and joking. I remember being very careful to not let my dad know he was dead. Later, I told my sister that I'd had a dream about dad, and she said she had a dream about him too, on the same night. She dreamt dad at the childhood home, was in a good mood, and she told him, Dad, you're dead. He just laughed and said, No, you're dead. She took it to mean that he was in eternal happiness, and we were on earth and suffering. It felt so meaningful and was interesting that I was afraid to tell him he was dead and she just blurted it out. I believe it was him, letting us know he's in a better place. Next, a story from Mitchu. We moved into my ex-wife's grandma's house that had been in the family for like 40 years. Not that old of a house, but maybe built in the 70s. The grandma lived with her daughter to help with the restaurant she'd just opened. There was always a wait in that house, and my ex decided to sage it while playing native tribal music. The electronics started acting up like the digital display text on the audio system started getting distorted. A few months later, convinced there is something paranormal, I was sitting in the living room and decided to bust out my phone and record and ask, who's here with me? Is there anybody here? And in a very faint voice, you can hear, I am. Super creepy. A year later, we split for other reasons, but I moved to Arizona with my kids from Chicago and was talking to my now teenage son. And he said he used to see a man walk by the room in the hall. And finally, we have a story from Caterpillar OK. I think the one moment as I look back in time, that clearly defined my experiences with the paranormal, was when I was 10 years old, back in the early 70s. My late uncle lived with his family in this house in East Toronto on the street named Frizzle Avenue. I remember that when I was at the top of the stairs, I would have this strange feeling that someone was trying to push me down the stairs. Now, I spent countless days and nights visiting my cousins in that house, yet the feeling never left. One time, when I was 15, I was walking past my cousin's bedroom, and they had one of those creepy 
life-size dolls laying on the bed. I glanced through the door, and as I passed, I saw the doll laying there with its eyes open. I stopped on the stairs, looked back, and the doll's eyes were now closed. So creepy. Later through the years, my cousins would tell me about their paranormal experiences in the house with the doll, and that they'd actually had to get rid of it as it was causing them so many problems. My uncle's room? Even their dog refused to stay in there and would come running out shaking like a leaf. Personally, I spent a night in this room in the late 70s and refused to ever sleep in there again. Just something evil watching you. And my other cousin would always dismiss these paranormal situations with a yeah, sure kind of look. Yet one day, something happened, and he just went silent on the matter. Years later, I visited the house in my early 30s, just weeks before everyone had moved out, and I remember walking through the basement, thinking that this entity had never left. What was it? I have no idea. But it was not something good. I can assure you, I I can remember actually saying out loud, you're still here, aren't you? And you could almost hear this soft laughter, like, yeah, I'm still here. Well, there we have it, folks. I hope you guys enjoyed listening to these stories as much as I did reading them. The one that really struck a chord with me personally and gave me shivers all over my body was the one about his dad seeing him in what he thought was his dream because me personally I've had such a similar experience which if you haven't heard it please go back and listen to episode one host stories I'm telling a story about my grandmother and how I saw her sitting at the end of my bed and she said to me I'm better now I'm okay everything's fine and the last thing she said was I'll come and see you again one day. To which she hasn't come see me yet, so uh, still waiting for that and can't say I'm too excited for it. Your ghost stories. Your ghost stories. Thank you so much for tuning into this week's episode. I know it's a little different to our normal guest interviews, but I'd love to know what you thought of it. And... If you'd like a mixture of these short stories alongside our guest interviews, please do let me know. If you're on Spotify, on this episode, there is a little Q&A section where you can leave your answers and let me know your honest opinion. I want you to be involved in the direction of this podcast and have a say to make it as entertaining as possible for you. Otherwise, feel free to drop me an email at yourghoststoriespodcast at gmail.com or leave a message on the website yourghoststoriespodcast.com or of course you can come find us on social media everywhere with the tag at your ghost stories podcast see you next week for a guest interview sweet dreams